Hi, I'm Wayne Heinsohn, the pastor of Grace Church Australia. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. We hope it is inspirational and it equips you to make known the name of Jesus. You can stay connected with us during the week by going to gracegathering.online. Well, hello and welcome to Grace Church Australia Online. My name is Pastor Wayne. It is so very good to be with you today. And I'm very excited to bring a message that I hope is very much a message in season. One, I think, that is actually going to challenge you and hopefully inspire you as well. Now, we've actually just finished our Stay Positive series here at Grace Church. And one of the things that I said during the series was staying positive is a choice. You can choose to stay positive or you you can choose otherwise and you can choose to see the goodness of God. You can choose to believe that God is with you through all seasons, no matter what is going to come your way, that God's goodness is with you. And I say that just as a reminder, of course, the series available via our podcast or you can have a look at gracegathering.online or our YouTube channel. So plenty of places if you didn't get to see all of that series. But I say it today because I want to bring a message that's called shattering the silver medal syndrome. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. You're at home right now and you're scratching your head watching this and you're thinking, what on earth is Wayne on about? Shattering the silver medal syndrome. Well, let me pray for you first and then we're going to unpack this and I know that you're going to get something good out of it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord God, that you are always good, that you are always in control. And so I surrender myself to you this morning. Holy Spirit, I invite you to flow through me with the words that you want me to speak. I pray, Lord God, for ears that are open, for minds that are free and hearts that are ready to receive all that you have for us today. And we pray this in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, The message today really came about uh, from the Tokyo Olympics, which were on recently. Now, I've got a a fairly full schedule when it comes to my life. There's not a lot of time to actually watch TV or anything like that. But there were a few times when I actually found myself sitting down with my family watching the Tokyo Olympics. And while I watched, at times when they did the medal ceremonies, it actually occurred to me that the the bronze medalists were a lot more excited on a lot of occasions than the silver medalists. And that just really seemed a bit strange to me because surely coming second is better than coming third, right? Wouldn't we agree on that? Um, So some examples that I noticed across the Tokyo Olympics in the badminton, the the Chinese women's doubles team, they lost to Indonesia in the gold match. So they walked away with a silver medal. But uh, rather than celebrating their achievements, these two athletes were actually crying and they were apologizing to each other for only winning the silver medal. If we head to the pool, we saw a similar thing in uh, the 4x100 men's relay team when the British team, they came second to uh, the American team. And same sort of thing, you know, they were, were shattered that they received a silver medal. But probably the most extreme example that I saw during the Tokyo Olympics was from a Japanese Greco-Roman wrestler. I know that's a bit to get your head around anyway. His name is... Uh, Kenchiro Fumita. 
I don't know if I got that pronunciation correct. I probably didn't, but he was crying so hard after uh, his gold medal bout, which he lost. He was crying so hard that he actually couldn't even get some words out. But during the interview, here's what he said. It's there on the screen. I wanted to return my gratitude to the concerned people and volunteers who are running the Olympics during this difficult time. I ended up with this shameful result. I'm truly sorry. A shameful result. Now, keep in mind that Kenichiro Fumita has walked away with a silver medal at the Olympic Games. A silver medal. That means in his category of Greco-Roman wrestling, he is second best in the world, but he refers to it as a shameful result. And as I saw this trend unfolding on my TV screen, I actually wondered why do these athletes, having proved themselves to be second best in the world, why are they so disappointed? Why do they think it's a shameful shameful result. Why are they crying and apologizing? It's something that just really puzzled me as I watched the Olympic Games. And so I went searching for an answer. And what I found was that there is actually something called a silver medal syndrome. And in essence, this um, syndrome says that silver medal winners are unhappy because they're constantly comparing themselves to the gold medal winners. So they're looking at the gold medal winner and they're thinking, that should have been me, that could have been me. And their near miss makes them miserable and unhappy with the results. But the research also found something else which was very, very interesting. And that is those that came third, those that were the bronze medal winners, they were almost always happier than those that won silver medals. The bronze medal winners were simply entertaining the possibility that they might not have got a medal at all. And so for them to get so close and to make it onto the dais and to walk away with an Olympic medal, they were just overjoyed with the result. The color of the medal didn't matter to them. They actually got a medal and that was the main thing. And I don't know if you saw this, but in uh, one of the women's uh, relay races, I think it was the four by 100 medley, the Australians won. Uh, They beat the Americans by 0.013 of a second. So it was really close. And when you looked at the faces of the Americans following that race, they were just dejected. You know, they were in a place where uh, they couldn't celebrate the fact that they'd come second and won a silver medal. But the cameras actually panned over to the Canadian team who came third and won a bronze medal. And if you didn't know the result of that race and you just watched at that point of time, you may very well have believed that the Canadians won the race. So much joy was coming out of them because they had won a bronze medal at the Olympic Games. The Americans, they were shattered. The Canadians, they were filled with joy. 
And this phenomenon, uh, it's actually a, a psychological concept and it's called counterfactual thinking. Counterfactual thinking. And it occurs when people compare themselves to achievements that could have been. Not achievements that are, but things that could have been. So, for example, when we talk about silver medalists, they look at how close they were to the gold, while those bronze medalists, they see how close they were to not actually getting a medal at all. It's a very interesting concept, isn't it? And it's one that's really sort of grabbed my attention. But the truth is for you and for me, it's not just something that happens at the Olympic Games. It's not just something that happens in sporting contests. It's actually something that can occur in all aspects of life, in your life, in my life. And ultimately, it's because it's not a question of winning or losing. It's actually a question of perspective. And so that's what I want to start a conversation on today. And I think we're going to continue it for a couple of weeks here at Grace Church. So we have entered week two of lockdown in uh, our region for some people from church. They're heading into, I think, maybe the seventh or the eighth week of, eighth week of their lockdown. And it's very interesting when it comes to lockdown and our perspective on that. Now, depending on your perspective, lockdown is either a great blessing or it's a huge misery. So for some, lockdown means they can work from home, spend more time at home, less money on fuel, uh, no need to travel to work, no need to do the morning and afternoon commute. Lockdown is a blessing for them. But I know for others, it's, you know, means pulling your hair out, trying to get your head around working from home and it's isolation from family and friends. But again, it all comes back to perspective. Here's another example for you. What about when someone asks, how are you? Now, this is a common greeting, of course. Hey, how are you? How are you going? What's your response to that? Do you respond in a positive way? Do you celebrate the good things that are going on in your life? Do you glorify Jesus for all that he has done? Or do you maybe go to the other end of the spectrum where your default is always negative, where you're highlighting the struggles that you are going through uh, regularly. So when someone says, how are you? Your default is, oh, let me tell you about all the bad stuff that's going on in life. Now, the truth for all of us is that we are somewhere in the middle. We all have good things going on in life and we all have challenges that go on in life. That is just the world that we live in. Our perspective determines how we answer a question like, how are you? And as I said, I want to challenge you through this message today because it's all about our perspective when it comes to life. Now, I know when I was younger and people had asked me, hey, how are you going? I'd always reply, not bad. You know, how are you going, Wayne? Oh, yeah, not bad. And I know some people do it today. But at one point of time, my auntie, she actually challenged me on that. She said, why do you always answer that question negatively? And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, you always say not bad. And it's a comment that was said with love, but it's one that's really stuck with me. And I am very deliberate when someone says, hey, how are you going? To say anything other than not bad, because what's the opposite of not bad is really good. And so that is how I approach that. So let's just role play, can we, for a little bit. Imagine that you're saying, hey, Wayne, how are you going today? 
Two ways that I could actually answer that question. I could tell you all the stuff that is not going as I hoped it would be. Right now, I've got a bit of a head cold and I've been sort of running on 50% this week. So I've had to really push myself uh, through. Um, I, I could go into the fact that, you know, in the next couple of months, I've got to go in a hospital for an operation. Uh, I could share with you about the pressure of trying to lead a church through a lockdown and through a pandemic. I could complain to you about the teenage angst that goes on in my house on a regular basis. I could do all of that because that is all true for my current situation and my current circumstances. But if you ask me, hey, Wayne, how are you going? I'm not going to share any of that because what I want to do is I want to focus on the good things that God has blessed me in my life. So my perspective is always to concentrate and to dial in on what is good, what's going good in my life. So I would say how awesome my wife is. I would say how fantastic uh, my kids are, my six kids, and how they love me and how we have fun together and how they love each other. I celebrate the amazing house that overlooks the lake that God has blessed us with. We constantly have food on our table. We're never going hungry. We're serving God in the place that he has asked us to serve in this season of life. And that is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the perspective that I have on life. And so I want to challenge you today and I want to ask, what's your perspective? What is your perspective this day when it comes to your situation and your life? Are you looking at the gold medal winner and thinking, hey, that should have been me. I should have won the gold medal. I deserve to be in that spot. Or are you like the bronze medalist, just so amazed that God has given you the honor and the privilege to be on the dais in life? Can you see the perspective and how it is so very important? And so I want to give you some keys when it comes to shattering the silver medal syndrome, because it's actually really, really simple. Most things in the kingdom of God are really, really simple. We tend to overcomplicate them. We tend to make them more difficult than they need to be. But in essence, the gospel and walking with Jesus is a pretty simple thing. We need to always maintain a kingdom perspective on everything. Okay, that's a key for you. Maintain a kingdom perspective. And the message translation, Colossians 3.2, puts it this way. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. I love that. See things from his perspective. How do we do that? Well, we look up and we fix our eyes on Jesus. We're not concentrating on what's going on around us. We're not concentrating on the gold medalist and wishing that we were them. We're not you know, looking at somebody else's house that's bigger and better than ours and saying, oh, I wish that was mine. We're not, you know, um, uh, wanting to have this or have that or 
or be here or do that. When we fix our eyes on Jesus, we get to a place of contentment and gratitude. Contentment and gratitude. Thankful for what the Lord has blessed us with, for everything that we have been given, even if it's a silver medal. Does that make sense to you today? I want you to grab that concept. I know I'm using the silver medal as a concept, but it's much more than that. It's about our position in life and the perspective that we choose to take. We choose a perspective. We can choose to look at the gold medal, gold medalist and complain about our situation, or we can be thankful. We can choose to be thankful for the silver medal that we have been blessed with. Because ultimately, all the challenges that we go through on a daily basis, they're only temporary anyway. And in light of eternity, they're nothing but a small speck. 2 Corinthians 4.17 from the Message Translation puts it like this. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. So things like lockdown, health battles, financial challenges, they're just short-term small potatoes that we need to navigate through this life that we live on earth. Now, that's not to say that they don't affect us because of course they do. And we don't dismiss the impact of these things or pretend that they're not going on. I know right now, for example, during lockdown, some people are really worried about their financial situation. They're worried about how they're going to pay the mortgage. They're worried about how they're going to get food on the table. I understand that and I acknowledge that. But I also know that when we maintain a kingdom perspective, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, when we focus on the truth that God is in control, that he has something better for us, that he is our provider at all times, even in a lockdown, it helps us to navigate the journey in a healthy and fruitful way. It helps us to stay positive despite the circumstances that are around us. Now, I'll put my hand up for you and say, I know that's much easier said than done. I know it is because I was thinking about this during the week. Sometimes I find myself looking to other people uh, that I would, you know, say are the gold medalists around me and, you know, people with high paying jobs, with better houses, you know, with a nice car, they own a boat, whatever it is, you know, the metaphor is there for you. You insert whatever it is that sort of works for you. But I compare my life to them, but I do that from time to time in a negative way. And to be honest, it's one of the reasons I actually don't spend any time on social media because it just does my head in and it's not healthy for me to do that, that constant comparison. Because when I do it, when you do it, what we actually do is we devalue the blessings that God has given us. We devalue the blessings for my family, for your family. And I think that dishonors God when we do that. And so I'm very mindful if I find myself even sort of going to that thought of, oh, I wish I had you know, X, Y, or Z, that I bring myself back to looking at Jesus and that place of gratitude and thankfulness. Now, funny story for you. Uh, Before we had kids, uh, Jackie and I, we'd been married for a number of years and we were trying to start our own family and 
we, we just uh, couldn't fall pregnant. It was just this journey I've shared before here at Grace Church. And, you know, around us, our friends were becoming pregnant and we were thankful for them and we were happy for them. But there was a little part of us that felt like we were missing out, you know, on the parenting journey. And we'd see our friends and, you know, we'd just say, oh, how awesome it was that they had a couple of kids. And, you know, we just sort of uh, wish that it was us in a way. When I fast forward now uh, to where we find ourselves in 2021, I uh, I just laugh because right now we have uh, six kids in our family, which is such a blessing. But I look at these friends of ours that also just have a couple of kids now. And once again, I'm wishing that I was them because just a couple of kids is so easy. They can just buy a normal car. They don't have to buy a minivan. If they go on holidays, they can stay in a standard room. They can live in a three bedroom house. I'm sure their grocery bill is nowhere near what our grocery bill is. Can you see that that's all about perspective? in terms of, you know, our family and my thought process. And that can be one of the dangers uh, when it comes to uh, living the Christian life. It's about perspective. And I just want us to um, just to acknowledge that perspective is a funny thing. But it's also a choice, as I mentioned. It's a choice. We can choose to see the goodness of God and his blessings in our life. We can be thankful, live thankful for the silver medal that we did get, whatever that might be for you. Or we can choose to think about what could have been. We can choose to to long for the gold medal and be miserable and downcast because we didn't quite get there. And so as we finish today, I want to just share a couple of truths with you. The first is this, what we focus on determines what we see. What we focus on determines what we see. If all we do is focus on the negatives, then our thoughts will be negative. Our words will come out and they will be uh, tinged with negativity. Our actions will be negative and lacking faith. Because here's another truth, how we see our lives determines how we feel about them. How we see our lives determines how we feel about them. And how we feel about them leads to very different ways of living. If we're focused on alternative realities where our lives should have been better, where we should have got the gold instead of the silver, for example, we'll get to a place where we reach a conclusion that life isn't fair, that our lives are miserable, and that we're failures. And that isn't true. That's not true for you. That's not true for me. Because in God, we are all victors. But it's about that perspective. If we live with those kind of comparisons, we'll come to the conclusion that other people are more popular. Other people are smarter than us. Other people have more wealth than us. They're more successful. And that is just going to lead us to a place of envy, to disappointment in ourselves, and also quite possibly to anger and meanness when it comes to other people. Of course, we don't want to be that kind of person. We don't want to, that's not who Jesus was. That's not who we're called to be as his followers. And obviously we're not going to reflect uh, the goodness and the heart of God if that is how we are living. Because 
Envy always leads to misery. And that's why God is very strong throughout scripture to tell us to stay away from envy. A verse like Galatians 5.26 speaks to that. From the Amplified Version, we read, We must not become conceited, challenging or provoking one another, envying one another. So I want to finish today by showing you an interview with Australian high jumper Nicola McDermott. She's from the central coast of New South Wales, but she provides very much a different perspective and I think a healthy perspective when it comes to winning a silver medal. I just want to say thank you to Australia for, for being on this journey with me to gold. This silver is like gold for me today. Um, and. You know, my hope is that the stadiums will be filled again yeah. <laughs> um, in a post-COVID world, but um, maybe not even just for athletics performances, but that we'll see revivals again in the stadiums and that people would hear a message of faith and a gospel and really inspire like they did in Billy Graham decades ago. And um, that's my dream from a medal. I'm definitely still jumping in Paris. I'm going after that gold, but um, I'm going to keep putting my 100% in because this is just like a little bit of encouragement for one person watching that anything is possible when you have faith then I've done my job today. Oh you have done your job but there's so many questions I want to ask you. I'll start with your faith. When did this become such a significant part of your life? I think as a teenager um, you know I was I was always an outcast and I got welcomed in um, to a faith community that loved me and I just remember encountering God's love and it changed the way that I thought of myself as a misfit and like, you know, why am I created so tall and stuff? And it gave me passion and purpose to use it. Um, and I, I think in, in 2017 was my big moment where it, it flicked a switch and I just decided to pursue God over sport and whatever comes with sport is a bonus, but I'm already complete and perfect in love regardless of it. And that's just allowed me to soar over every high jump bar and not be um, not be scared anymore because I'm loved and that's the most important thing. I love that perspective that Nicola brings in that video. Two things really stood out to me. The first where she said, this silver really feels like gold. She was just thankful that she one, got to compete at the Olympics and two, was able to walk away with an Olympic medal. That's that uh, thankfulness, that uh, gratitude um, that we spoke about a little bit earlier. And the second thing is that she maintained a kingdom perspective on the biggest stage in the world. Now, when she was interviewed, she could have talked about, you know, uh, how good she was and how good it felt and all that kind of stuff. But what did she choose to do? She chose to focus her eyes on heaven and the eyes of the world, mind you, as we saw in that video. But her choice was to honor God and the opportunity that he has given her when it comes to um, being a high jumper, an athlete and competing at the Olympic Games. Nicola McDermott has discovered the secret to shattering the silver medal syndrome. And hopefully, as you reflect upon this message, you can do that as well. When our eyes are fixed on Jesus, when we always look to him and not comparing ourselves to others, we get to a place of gratitude no matter the result. And as the old song goes, we can count our blessings and name them one by one. 
And for you and for me, maybe that's the place that we need to start today. Can I encourage you just taking a deep breath and count some of the blessings in your life? See God's extravagant generosity that he has bestowed upon you and your family. And when you do that, you'll be filled with this overwhelming joy for what he has done and confident in what he will continue to do. Even if that's only a silver medal, because the reality is that silver medal is just the bonus on top of everything that God has done in your life. Church, let's shatter the silver medal syndrome and live like the winners that we are. To hear more podcasts from Grace Church Australia, make sure you subscribe and stay connected by going to gracegathering.online.